This is the Amner Martinez Podcast. Welcome to the Amner Martinez Podcast. My name is Amner Martinez, and I will be your host. I am an immigrant from the country of Guatemala, and I've been living in Iowa since 1995. My professional background is in the staffing and recruiting industry, and I have been heavily involved in the local entertainment scene for the last 12 years. In this podcast, I will be sharing conversations with local people in entertainment, business, sports, nonprofits, food, arts, and culture. So stick around for some great conversations. All right, go. So, um... <laughs> <laughs> These last couple of weeks, I've sat down with a few people. Yeah, I have. There's about four or five conversations that that uh, that I've had with very interesting people, as always. And uh, this next one is uh, no exception. Her name is Marlu Abarca. I know who she, she is. She's running for city council at large. Explain. Right. So I was gonna ask you, what do you know about it? What do you know it about the feels city council? like it, it sounds like she's like a fugitive, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> she's like, me like in the in the school council, school council. Uh, no, city council. City council, but she's also gonna be at large. <laughs> like a fugitive. Yeah, the... like a like <laughs> a criminal, like somebody that like. Oh, okay. So the bank robbers are still at large. <laughs> That's exactly what caused my mind when I first heard it. It's so dumb, right? But. But it's true. Like a lot of people don't know who their city council members are. You know what kind of power they have, or uh, and uh, so she kind of breaks it down, man. She's been doing it. She's been going. To, <laughs> she's been going to city councils, which I went to one, 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 once. I went to one once, and um, <clears throat> they seem pretty like boring right there's only it was three people and two of them were me and my friend and there was just one person talking about you know something and then there's a council right there there's six members or something um i mean i feel like it's a it's about time somebody comes on this show to educate us about that. yes it's like you don't know what uh, i don't know anything exactly and but we should because this is the, these are the Elected officials that immediately affect us, Im- Im- immediately, you uh-huh. know, they're, what they do, uh, and what they vote on, what they don't vote on, immediately affect us. And she's very knowledgeable on, like, all the intricacy of how it goes down. I'm extremely impressed about her uh, insightfulness, you know, what's going on. Who is she on. running against? She's So she's running against six other people. For the same exact spot? Yes, yes, for the same exact spot, so... So she breaks it down, you know, the, the city's broken down in different wards. So Ward 1, Ward 2, Ward 3, Ward 4. So this is City Council of Des Moines? City Council of Des Moines. So, <clears throat> so, so I bet when I put her sign up, you know, outside my, my house, I'd probably look like an asshole. Yes, because you're in West Des Moines. Yeah, I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, but <clears throat> so there, and then there's, so there's four, one per ward, um, and then there's two at large. Mm-hmm. So each council person uh, represents their ward. 
and then the at large they represent the entire Des Moines, mm -hmm. the old four. So, so that's six, and then the mayor. So that's the council right there. And this is like, the only reason why I know this is because she goes into detail in this podcast. She's doing it for more than just like wanting to run. Like she's been going to these council meetings that I, that that I'm telling you that I went once mm -hmm. for like the last ten years just to be uh, involved so she really cares like she's not yes. just you know this last 12 months being um uh you know frustrated she's just been involved for several years and this is just a the right time for her like she felt that it was the right time but she is running against people that have a shit ton of money mm -hmm. and for the city council you know not a lot of people go to vote so name recognition is even more than any other election because it's okay. really like very low turnout, like super low, um, which she also, you know, she educates. I mean, if you don't know anything after you're done listening to this podcast, you will like be very well educated and you get a good feel of why she's doing it. I just think she's an impressive young woman. Um, and if the council, you know, if she wins this, you know, seat, I think it's, the council will only be a better council with her on it. Mm -hmm. uh, and there's another Latina that's running for the fourth ward. Her name is Chelsea. Cool. So um, I hope everybody goes, like, listens to this one. This is the one that, you know, counts right now. The voting ends on November 5th. It's already, <coughs> like, early voting is already open. So, yeah, listen to her and see what she has to say. I mean, you'll be very impressed after you're done listening to this. And go vote. Yeah, go vote. Don't be one of those dudes like, I don't vote. Yeah. Don't you want to just... Uh... Yeah, I can't vote. You can't vote. Not yet. But... but I'm not going to be like that guy's like, oh, I don't vote. I just don't believe in it. Yeah. Because, you know, like, uh, what difference is it going to make? Yeah. <laughs> you ever heard those fucking assholes? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. They're trash. You know, so the city council, they can... They, they impact you, like... They... they overlook the police department so i hope they can overlook century link because <laughs> i'm about fucking done with these people i really like so you have a beef with century link i'm done with those fuckers um are they still messing with you yeah dude okay so i don't want to get too much into this but <laughs> is this a trigger point <laughs> yeah this is like a so i have a place of business that you know about uh -huh. Where we use their services. Yeah. And uh, I call them because there's like some, for some reason, there's some silicone in the uh, adapter. Inside the adapter is like molten silicone. Uh-huh. And I told them about that. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, we can go and check it out on October 31st. This is like, like last week. Uh-huh. Imagine that. Like, this is something that is getting in the way of me conducting my business. Yeah, yeah. In the fashion that I like to conduct my business. And I have to wait like more than like a week, a week and a half yeah. for them to come out to check out some box with molten silicone in it. Which, it, it will the box explode? I don't know. I, I just don't give a shit what it is. You know, they, I feel like they should what, come when, fix it. When would you want them to come? Like within like 24 hours? Like immediately. It's a business. It's a business. I feel like anybody else, you know, I feel like there's already like a monopoly going on. I feel like there's a monopoly and there there's no fair like uh, competition out here. Uh huh. Central Link is just the biggest. 
Centrelink or Mediacom. Media that's, that's the the only two choices you get. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's very undemocratic. Yeah. Just have two choices. That's it. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we don't. I don't know if they do, but maybe we can ask her. Yeah. She well, might. There might be some. But they already had the conversation. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you can still ask her. I will ask her. Yeah. So anyway. maybe not. I don't want to dwell on this. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like you are. <laughs> I'm like pretty pissed. <laughs> I'm salty. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. So this is episode 16. Marlu Abarca. Look her up on Facebook. Go to her website. It's marlu4dsm.com. Marlu4dsm.com. And go vote, man. So go vote. The end of the intro. <laughs> official sign language <laughs> yeah it's like i'm the sound police <laughs> so um marlu Ab abarca mm -hmm. okay so so let's kind of dive right into it right yes you're running for city council at large mm -hmm. for des moines yes okay your schedule is like uber crazy crazy it has been for the last six months so is this like a campaign that you're is it your own, yourself? Is there people behind you? How does that look? I'm curious. Yeah. Well, you've seen how my schedule looks. Yes. If it were just me, I think I would have given up by now. Okay. Like, that kind of schedule is possible because I have a strong support system. Uh -huh. And I think part of that was, like, really validating from the beginning mm -hmm. to have people be like, yeah, let's do this what the purpose is of this campaign is to give many people um for the first time a reason to participate in local yeah. elections like i have so many friends who will they'll turn out for the presidential elections every year but ask them about their city council person or their school board member and they wouldn't be able to point them out on a ballot or in a yeah. crowd so i knew that I was the right person for this. Like yeah. I've been working in the community grassroots. I work at a public library now. When I think about people in the community that I trust, I would love if some of those people could run for office so that the next generation could see them too. Yeah. Unfortunately, a lot of my like mentors um, either can't vote because they're not citizens or they just, for other reasons, wouldn't be able to have that opportunity. Mm -hmm. I have the passion. I've been working in the community. Like my my advocacy did not start with my campaign. Mm -hmm. yeah. And this year it could be that they're mobilized to vote for me. But ne you know, next time around, we're, I'm gonna keep putting in the work so that we always have someone there to look to. Is this kind of first in Des Moines at least for mm -hmm. sure? Des Moines. Correct yeah. me if I'm wrong. Like first Latina, you and I would, um, I would be, yeah, and Chelsea and Chelsea are running. That would be historic. That would be cool, right? Yes. So explain to me a little bit more about city council then. Mm -hmm. So educate me because yes. I am one of those that you know I cannot <laughs> vote for because I am a I'm a uh, permanent resident. So yes. Hopefully, in the next couple of years, I'll be able to vote. But yes. Um, but I am one of those people that if I was to vote, I don't know, you know. Mm -hmm. So break it down for me. How yeah. many people are in it? Yeah. So, I mean, the, the, a lot of people share the same experience as you, even mm -hmm. folks who can vote. It's just the information is not accessible or the people who are in power 
you know, benefit from us not knowing how the process works. Yeah. So that's how a lot of us don't know about it. But um, the city council is made up of seven people total. So there's one representative for each ward in Des Moines or sorry, in uh, yeah, in Des Moines. And so that's split up into four different parts. So northwest, northeast, southwest, southeast. And then there are two separate people who serve as at-large members. Okay. So they uh, represent all constituents in Des Moines. And then there's the mayor. And so they all get to vote I see. on the local laws, which are called ordinances. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Okay. So historically, it's been white yeah. male or white, white male and female yeah, so right now there are two women on uh, the city council. Before one of them kicked one of the dudes out, there were still only two women on there. But then a guy replaced her, so so there have been two, and then there still are two right now. Um, so this would be like if Chelsea and I got onto city council. When we get onto city council, it'll be the, the most amount of women. Okay. I think there'd be an actual semi-gender balance there. Um, but right now, the youngest man on the city council who is white and um, identifies as straight and cisgender is 40 years old. Uh-huh. And then the youngest woman <laughs> who is uh, also straight and cisgendered uh, is 67. <laughs> okay. So there's a huge gap in terms of representation, yeah. even among white women. Yeah. Because um, the average aged white woman is not 67 in Des Moines. Okay. Yeah. So does the city council decide how to allocate funds and yes. the money? Yeah. So there are different types of funding, like things will pay for different things. So the Polk County, Polk County supervisors, it's like another board of directors, kind of like the city council uh-huh. um, for the entire Polk County. And so counties, counties throughout the state will have their own, board of supervisors Mm -hmm. they have a budget that they allocate from the state and then the city council does it for the local level okay yeah okay so what's your biggest hurdle then okay so you just mentioned (laughs) uh so you're latina or latinx Mm -hmm. how do you how do you um identify yourself latinx latina yeah so when i refer to uh, to the latin diaspora i say latinx or latinx uh when i refer to myself i say actually if i identify as afro latina so i'll say latina but okay yeah so that's one Mm -hmm. and your age how old are you i just turned 27 in june okay um and uh you're female yes so what's the biggest one of those what's the biggest hurdle you think you have to clear um I'm going to say one that you didn't mention, like it's probably socioeconomic, but it also stems from, I think, my ethnicity. Like, okay. we know that in the U.S. there and across the world, really, there's a wealth gap, a racial wealth gap. Um, my parents are both immigrants who like started from less than zero. <laughs> um, and then because I, I grew up in poverty and then graduated from college with debt. Um, I also started at nothing. And so i am been slowly trying to build my wealth. I started saving for retirement a couple of years ago, which is uh-huh. like still crazy to me Yeah, because I know so many people in my life that 
don't have retirement savings. Yeah. My yeah. my parents are very close to retirement age, and they don't have anything saved up for retirement. Sure. So who are you running against? Um. So there are seven people total. So it's an open seat officially because the person that was in at large, they decided they weren't going to run for re-election. Okay. They heard I was interested and they got scared. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm telling myself. <laughs> so you. So there's other six people. Yes. That are running for that. So for the at yep. large seat. Yep. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> Which one is the one that? Um, Scares me the most. Yeah, the one that's got the. Like, let's you know. Like, who's the one that's got the most popularity right now? I would say, I mean, if you drive around down, like, just drive around Des Moines, you will see signs for one particular candidate. Mm -hmm. And that is, like, he is the manifestation of, like, the white patriarchy that I'm trying to overcome. Like, Mm -hmm. literal. Um, He comes from generational wealth. Um, He has out-fundraised each other candidate like i don't know proportion but visually it looks like a hundred to one yeah (laughs) um and he has paid staff they've been running ads since the summer um and even like the next richest guy who like owns a historic mansion in des moines Mm -hmm. he hasn't raised as much money as as this guy so yeah so there's a there's a couple of people that are pretty wealthy then yes. are running yeah. for city council. Mm-hmm. For the most part, I would say like the three oldest candidates, they grew up in upper middle class to middle class mm-hmm. families. So they carry that with them. They have those resources. Um, they've been saving money for longer. You know, sure. I had to get a roommate uh, this summer so that I could contribute to my own campaign because oh. I knew that I was going to have to do that. Yeah. What are you running into then? So you're talking to people that vote, mm-hmm. right? Um, are you running into any common kind of uh, skepticism from the from the voters end? I'm running into a lot of people that are registered to vote who have never had anybody ask them for their vote. Okay. All people of color. Okay. Who might appear on these, like, we have to purchase these lists of voters so that we can reach out to them and say, hey, did you know there's an election coming up? And sometimes you can purchase these, um, like, voter lists by who voted in the last presidential election, who voted in the last local election, and then you can knock doors that way. I... Oh, so the the doors are you're knocking, you know they're vote, you know they can vote. Mm-hmm. So they're okay. So you're not just yeah. knocking. No, well, random so, doors. Well, the thing that I'm doing because, like I said, there's like a greater picture. Like it's not just about getting me elected. Um, I'm also talking to people who cannot vote for me November fifth. Like I want everyone who lives in Des Moines, not just the citizens of Des Moines, to know that there's someone on the city council that's going to have their. What do back. you mean they cannot vote for you? They like either they're permanent residents or they're undocumented, oh, I gotcha, I gotcha, or I gotcha. or they have felonies on their I records. Gotcha. Okay. They cannot vote. Um, that doesn't mean that I don't want them to feel like they have someone that has their back. Yeah. Um, that they have someone they can go to. This is why I'm trying to push the fact that like I speak multiple languages, and that's a big deal to mm-hmm. have someone on the city council that doesn't just speak English. Yeah. Um, 
I've had to like interpret at city council meetings and I wasn't getting paid for it. It was just like, <laughs> well, no one else here can do it. So here yeah. I am, I'll do it. Um, but how great would it be to be someone who speaks Spanish or Portuguese? Those are the, t the other two that I speak. Mm -hmm. And then feel like you could go to the city council and, and air your concerns or complaints. You know, there are so many people who are disenfranchised just because of this language barrier. We live in an English-only state, so at the state level, we're not funding any of this, like, translation. Mm -hmm. um, so it's up to our leaders to get with the program and learn more than just English. What is the um, biggest problem, I guess, that needs to be fixed with the city council, besides having more diverse, mm -hmm. you know, members? So being a more diverse council is, like, one way to get at what I think is a big problem. Um, the other way, they've kind of uh, refused to because they don't think that they need it, which is just a symptom of the problem. And it's this like unconscious bias and lack of cultural competency. Yeah. Um, and I think back to a few summers ago where the city council was making some very controversial decisions on where food trucks could sell and what permits that were needed what they didn't realize is that when they said um food trucks will need an extra permit that would actually cost like almost 500 dollars um they will need an extra permit so that they can sell outside of downtown des moines well who sells outside of downtown des moines it's your black and brown mm -hmm. food truck owners yeah the they sell in the neighborhoods where most of the white food truck owners are afraid to go into yeah like very seriously like yeah they just won't mm -hmm. um and a lot of these neighborhoods happen to also be food deserts so when you are putting barriers for folks to meet the needs in the community you are essentially changing the lives of black and brown people all over all over des moines yeah and the fact that they didn't see how like race plays into that dynamic for me was like a symptom and i was like y'all are making decisions that affect people's livelihood yeah and affect where they can get warm nutritious food that's not from a gas station um and and you don't even because realize somebody could, it somebody could say oh it's five hundred dollars but five hundred dollars is a shit ton of money <laughs> for somebody that lives i really couldn't like i don't have five hundred dollars right now like yeah. if you ask me for i could not give it to you right but, like i have to pay my car payment <laughs> yeah yeah you know so people live you know sometimes they have to choose what to pay first yep. right and then if they're trying to get a little bit of a business going and then there's this huge mm -hmm. uh to them it's a huge fee to other people it could be pennies you yeah. know but yeah um, and the even more messed up part about that situation was that a lot of <laughs> there were a couple of um people on the city council who were definitely in the conflict of interest and okay. just refused to to dismiss themselves from the vote there right joe Cotto, who chelsea's gonna beat this november 5th for the uh ward 4 seat uh he was supporting an ordinance that would make sure that food trucks weren't within a certain distance from restaurants and he owns the baradas restaurants around town oh, okay. so we're like that's not sketchy at all. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So you think that there's definitely a lot of that, that a lot of uh, people that are on the board. Yes, that... there, there are articles embarrassingly written just dedicated to the times that city council members voted during a conflict of interest. And are they supposed to say there's yes. a conflict of interest on this one? They're supposed to acknowledge that there's a conflict of interest and then they're supposed to abstain from voting. Huh. Yes. And these these city council meetings are open to the public. People can just mm -hmm. go, but nobody rarely goes, right? No. And let me tell you, this is one of the things that I want to do is that I want to change when we have these meetings. Right now, they're one Monday a month at 4.30 p.m. Yeah. I was telling you before the show, like I work until 6 p.m. And then unless it's a Tuesday or Wednesday when I close the library, I work until 8 p.m. Like tell me when I'm supposed to make time to yeah. make these meetings. Right yeah. now, like I, whenever I want to go because there's something like super urgent I want to speak on, I have to take time off from work. Yeah. And I have, again, the privilege of having paid time off. But for folks who don't, that's money that they have to like they they can't have that money if they want to participate in yeah. in their local so you've been to city council just to watch yeah and just keep my eye on them on the ish much. on issues that you mm -hmm. yeah i think i went to one and there was probably like three people yeah so how do you get people involved in it because it's a city thing uh it yes. should concern them right yeah i tell people i'm like the city council can do little like make little decisions like changing how much the meters cost downtown to like how much your property taxes are going to be you know things that could leave you homeless yeah. they make all those decisions people don't know what power they have and so they feel like well it's not going to affect me negatively if i don't go yeah um and if you can't see what jerks they are to some people who go and like with genuine concerns and complaints if you don't see how they act with them and how how much they lack like general customer service skills you, you will keep supporting them year after year yeah um yeah but so I, what do you tell somebody that is that does vote on this because they're rare right so mm -hmm. there's when there's a presidential year, high turnout high turnout and then the mid the off year where there isn't Midterm. lower turnout mm -hmm. So for city council, it's even lower, right? Like it's the lowest. One of the of lowest. This. So what do you tell somebody that already goes to this? So it's a voter for city council. Mm -hmm. So what do you tell them to like convince their or get them to vote for you? What are you? Yeah. What are you telling them? Well, some of the things that I've heard as I'm trying to like even register people to vote is like, ah, I don't care. That doesn't affect me. I'm like, well, you may not care, but your landlord cares. They can raise your rent and the Des Moines city council can decide if that's okay for them to do or not. Hmm. Um, your, your school cares, you know, de depending on um, how much money they get from the city, they can offer you certain services or they might update their buildings, resources for you. Like all these decisions affect you and it isn't potholes, right? <laughs> I think I saw, I think I saw, um, One of those people that you're running against that he who shall not be named. Says, uh, yes, he sh should not be <laughs> named. Uh, that says, let's fix our potholes. Like, like that's all it says. Homie, so this is what I've been, you know, 
I saw that and I was like, he, what he's trying to do is that he's trying to get votes. Right. He's not trying to change the culture of voting. Yeah. He is picking the thing that pisses everybody right. off. Because right. not all white people can get behind ending racial profiling. Right. Um, not all people can get behind um, building a soccer stadium. Yeah. Um, but people hate potholes. Yeah. Because not, not all of us can afford the maintenance. Firstly, can you but just also do a like... slogan that says, of course I'll also <laughs> fix potholes. <laughs> you know, but when I see that and that's the... Like if I... I've seen that he has two billboards. Those electronic ones yes, those are fancy yeah, af yeah, yeah, yeah if someone was like marlu i'll pay for that billboard you know what stuff i would put on there yeah like my name would be the smallest thing on there i would yeah. use that platform for for something better than let's fix our potholes yeah ridiculous so you should be like of course i'll also fix the potholes. yeah like duh <laughs> 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 so what are you learning from this for the from this process mm-hmm. so far so I generally have enough material right now. It's not even November 5th yet to write a freaking book on mm. the process, but also like how to prepare things that I was not expecting. Yeah. I was like, Oh snap. Like what do I do now? Um, are you glad you're doing it though? I am. And people are like, well, if you don't get it this time, you'll do it next time. I'm like, no, listen, I don't want to <laughs> do it again. Like yeah, I'm yeah. not doing it because like, I think I should be the one. I think that I have, I'm trying to leverage my privilege that I have, you know, and the connections that I have to mobilize people, but it doesn't have to be me. And I think it'd be cool to help a lot of these other organizations that are already training people of color to run for office. I think that I can offer them some mentorship in that aspect. And whenever I get in front of an elected official, I say like, Hey, like how many people of color are you mentoring? What are you doing to make sure that there's representation? Yeah in your in your state um so i would love to mentor depending on what happens after november 5th yeah or december 3rd if there's a runoff which (laughs) i think about that and i'm like how many votes are we talking about here so depending on how many people turn out it needs to be 50 percent plus one so if five thousand people turn out to vote i would need to get two thousand five hundred and one to avoid a runoff election. Otherwise, there's another month of So 2,501, and then the, the other six s- share what they the have. The other half, yeah. So if that doesn't happen, then the top two candidates go to a runoff, and then that election is December 3rd. And I really don't want that because I want my life back. Yeah, it's got to be <laughs> draining, right? It's got to be... a lot of emotional labor. Yeah. So... You're putting yourself out there. Yeah, and feeling like you always have to be on because, like, it doesn't matter what kind of day I had at work. If I am cranky and someone comes up to me and they feel like they had a negative experience with me, I don't want them to deter them, you know, have that thing deter them from voting. Yeah. Or even voting for me, but in general, being like politicians, whatever, I'm I'm not voting. So being on all the time is exhausting because, like, I just have to be ready with, like, my platform because if i say it differently than what it's listed on my website people will be like but that's not what you have yeah. on your website <laughs> so just being prepared for all of that what is your website um it's marlu4dsm.com okay. m-a-r-l-u-f-o-r-d-s-m.com okay 
Um, so you've gotten some endorsements, right? Yes. You just tell me about that. Yeah. So that's also very weird. Um, I reached out to <laughs> another like openly queer elected official mm-hmm. who I like volunteered to deliver yard signs for them the last time they ran. They're on the Polk County Supervisors. Um, and I was like, hey, we'd love to meet up with you for coffee. And like, it would be mean a lot to me if I got your endorsement. I'm the only like openly queer candidate for at large right now. Or I think in general, like even for mayor or for um, Chelsea's seat. So yeah, and then like weeks pass and I'm like, hey, so like not sure if you got my last email. And also here's like a selfie of us that we took at Price Chopper uh-huh. that one time we ran into each other. Yeah. <laughs> and then I see that they endorsed that guy. And I was like, what? Hmm. You what? endorsed the old straight white guy? Like, What, what is why? that telling you? So other people had noticed too. And they were like, hey, didn't you reach out to the, him for an endorsement? I'm like, I did. <laughs> They're like, you know what? And who is this person again? And the, you don't have to tell me names, but like, yeah. uh, they, all, they were like a former? He was a former state senator and now serves on the county supervisors um and apparently they've known each other for a long time yeah and he donated a lot of money to his campaign as well so what i some of the things i've been learning is just like do you feel like you're fighting like a (laughs) david against goliath kind of yes and i mean i'm not scared like come at me bro yeah (laughs) (laughs) also like i do way better in public speaking than the other person does so Mm -hmm. which like is so funny to me because i'm like like if you put us both in front of a microphone like definitely more articulate and knowledgeable but this homie has like what seems like unlimited resources you know so it's it's a weird dichotomy if you want to call it i don't know but Definitely what I've learned is that like even in delivering my yard signs, people are like, yeah, so I woke up to a yard sign from that other candidate when I didn't tell them that I wanted one. Huh. I'm like, that's weird. Like, why do you think they did that? It's like, well, because I've known them for a long time. So they assumed that I was going to support them, I guess. And I'm like, but you told them you weren't, right? And it's like, yeah. yeah, I told them I was supporting you. I was like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> but I think there's this like expectation, like a tit for tat kind of thing um, that I've noticed particularly in like white culture i scratch your back you scratch mine sure, yeah. um but it definitely extends to campaigning which yeah. is so sketchy Money. so sketchy yeah it's like hey i helped get you elected how about you help me get elected yeah there's a group that just announced that they endorsed you right yeah the iowa women for progressive change okay so it's this organization that um they endorse candidates who promote um equity in the community in terms of like representation for elections but also on boards and commissions um so they mobilize like their base and it's like was started by women and so now there are these like privileged white women who are trying to leverage their own privilege to make sure that these candidates of color are being supported okay Um, so it i yeah feel honored they've done amazing work um they have fundraisers and then they donate to these candidates of color who might lack that generational wealth yeah you know so 
Yeah, so that was really cool. So so any money that gets donated to your campaign goes to yard signs. Mm-hmm. What is it that you expenses you, expenses of? So, um, you want to buy one of those electronics? <laughs> <laughs> no, I I actually would love to get an ad just because I know there are people I'm reaching who are up at the crack of dawn at like 5 a.m. who are watching the news that I would love to be able to speak to them. A a videographer reached out to me about a month ago and was like, hey, I believe in you and I've never met another candidate like you. I would love to volunteer my services. I was like, what? (laughs) No way. Yeah. So we've been shooting footage for the last two or three weeks. Um, We're actually shooting tomorrow morning too. um, So we can have it ready to go when we raise the money. Nice. Yeah. So I I need like $8,000 though. Yo. (laughs) So where do people need to go? They can go to my website or they Uh. can go to my Facebook page. If they just search Marlu Abarca. Um, It's marlu4dsm.com. Yep. That's the website. Just how it sounds. Early voting started October 25th. Um, I've already met two people who voted for me. Oh, nice. (laughs) One is my roommate. (laughs) Who like, I didn't ask her to, you know, but... (laughs) Yeah, I mean, come on. <laughs> she was like part of the team early on too, so it would have been a big plot twist if she hadn't voted for me. But that was cool. Yeah, she went into that early. So and you're I getting good you response. Said. You're getting like a good energy yeah. from. I think what I'm hearing the most is that people are surprised, but also happy that someone so young is running. Um, there's another guy who was running. He's 28. Um, white guy. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> same flavor <laughs> different <laughs> age <laughs> um but uh and the fact that like they see me out and about like i'm not relying on just yard signs or ads yeah. to do the work for me um i've been going to these meetings in the community i've been supporting these nonprofits. um they're doing so much in our city that the city council just isn't addressing. Yeah. Um, I've actually committed to donating half of my city council salary every year, which is approximately thirteen thousand mm-hmm. um, dollars, to a foundation that will provide operational grants for nonprofits. Oh, nice. Yeah, I've, I've been working f- with nonprofits for like the last decade of my life, and um, if it's anything I've learned is that like people find it really easy and joyful to donate to a program that they know is going to directly affect a child. Mm -hmm. Um, Like people love that and it makes you feel warm and fuzzy inside, but it doesn't make you feel as warm and fuzzy to be like, Oh yeah, I paid for Alexito's like phone bill last month. (laughs) Like it's not as sexy. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But that's, that's the biggest need though, like operational funds. So paying phone bill, paying the lights in your building. If you have, you know, your own building, um, paying your executive director um so i want to i want to donate half of that salary like i'm t- i'm like i'm not doing this for money <laughs> i'm not doing this for a title yeah. this is money that should be allocated through city funds that just isn't mm-hmm. um to support these people who served in one residence so yeah that's so your that's, number one goal would it be just trying to create some kind of change some kind of uh shift in the whole membership like the the board mm-hmm. is that yeah. one of your goals definitely yeah add some color there mm-hmm. and i mean studies show that people support others in their in-group 
So Mm -hmm. you as a brown male, like have a positive bias towards other brown males Mm -hmm. because you know what that experience is like. This is all unconscious. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we favor people in our in-group and the decisions we make affect those people and the people we deal with every day. And our elected officials are not immune to this. And the board, sh- therefore, the board should be balanced, right? Yes. So it's not just like also one group being favored. I'll settle for representational, like proportional yeah. representation. You yeah. Know? Um, because right now Latinx make up like twelve percent of the city. Which yeah. Is pretty, it's pretty big. Um, and like twenty five percent of the Des Moines school district alone, like. 25% of students speak Spanish at home. A quarter. It's a huge chunk. And this this city council is not about Democrat, Republican. Mm-hmm. This is just somebody that uh, it's a representative of the yeah. of the people that live in that city. Yes. Right. It's like a police station, right? Mm-hmm. The police station should reflect the city that they Absolutely. Serve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I've been like working towards. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been a member of the community ambassadors program cap through the Moines police department for like the last five years um and what i do is that i put on this blue polo with a Moines police department logo and i just go to the things i've always gone to but people get to make that positive association you know like their friend marlou and the police department yeah and it's really trying to mend some of those relationships in communities of color that haven't been positive with the police right especially among black and brown folks you know yeah um so that's one thing i also um graduated from the very first all spanish-speaking um like citizens police academy class through the police department so we went through like an expedited version of the police academy where we learned everything about each department and a bunch of different laws we they brought in a someone from the canine unit. <laughs> it was so funny because people were like, oh, my God, it's this dog that can sniff drugs. <laughs> like, you could just, like, feel the tension. People were, like, stiff. Like, and then the, instruct- their the instructor was like, up. this is a bomb-sniffing dog. And people were like, Whoo. Oh, God. <laughs> so that, that one was a cool class. We learned a lot about the canine unit. But um, just, like, learning about your rights as a resident like p- people have a misunderstanding of what rights are afforded to you based on your citizenship status and the same rights apply to everybody regardless and the of the city council also plays a role in this decision of this uh we oversee the, de- the police department right that, that's okay. like yes one of the things that i want to implement there is like firstly i've been i've been trying to help with this recruitment thing like I offer to translate materials wherever I can so that in their recruiting, they have things that are accurately translated. Yeah. Um, I've even offered to like design some of the posters myself cause they're questionable. <laughs> <laughs> the person who makes them, she knows I've already told her so I can say it behind her back. <laughs> but, um, and, uh, the fact that the city won't adopt, um, ordinances that have been proposed by um iowa citizens for community improvement iowa cca they laid out six very easy very simple um but attainable ordinances to end racial profiling in des moines um and the city just won't pass them and if you talk to the police chief he'll be like well we don't need that we already we already do that you know our police officers get cultural competency training 
yeah, they get two hours throughout their entire career and then they don't have to follow up on that training oh. ever again. Right now, it takes police officers four times less to do their job, to be trained to do their job, than it does for cosmetologists in Iowa. Really? Police officers who carry a gun and taser. Yeah. And pepper spray. Like. It should be like a continuous education. Like every. I am advocating for de-escalation training, bias training, cultural competency training. Um, I've talked to a few um, like public uh, service members, so like police officers and firefighters. And I'm like, hey, would you be willing to learn a like essential language here in Des Moines, something like Spanish or like Vietnamese, if you got like a thousand dollars more per year? And they're like, oh yeah, totally. Because I think people are you know interested, like, oh, it'd be cool to speak more than one language. Yeah. And if your boss is gonna pay for it and give you a raise. You know, but that's making you more culturally competent. You're going to be able to, in an emergency, be able to communicate with people who you're helping. It will increase the, the trust in the community for yeah. sure. So there's a lot of things that the city council has an impact. Yes. That it doesn't seem directly, but eventually mm-hmm. it gets to the rest oh, of us. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If we funded more of these trainings for the police department. They would have more positive interactions with more people in the community. We'd see crime rates go down. Um, we'd see a larger participation from people in the community, even in going to their neighborhood association meetings. Do you, Is there a neighborhood association here? Probably. There is, yeah. Yeah, and they're trying to make uh, this neighborhood a historical neighborhood. Ooh, like a historic district. Yeah, which then in turn you know, yeah. creates a lot more... Uh, expenses for Mm -hmm. homeowners or landlords that will eventually yeah all they do is pass the cost to their tenants tenants, and then off they go because they can't afford it so um we were kind of like and we caught in we got caught in the middle of it the first year that we were moved that we moved to this Mm. neighborhood and then we started kind of doing some research and talking and talking and then we realized that I mean, yeah, do we want our house to go up in value? Yes, but at what cost? Right. At what cost do we want to be able to be to say that? So we're against it. They put it off. They put up the vote. Um, but they said that, you know, they kind of sneak in the vote when mm-hmm. people are not paying attention. So, mm-hmm. um, so I don't know where that is right now. But, yeah, and also there's some people that also have conflict of interest because, you know, they're in the rehabilitation business yep. and somehow Absolutely. now they wanted to make it a historical mm-hmm. district. So that will require a lot of rehabilitation. And yes. Yeah, modernization. <laughs> yeah. No, that's the conflict of interest is real. Yeah. And I don't think people pay attention to that as much as they should. Mm-hmm. Um, but so this is like very important and I'm glad that you that we were able to eventually make time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is probably the hardest one that I've had to like schedule. Yeah. Because this is like on both sides. I yeah. took blame for a couple of times and I'm like, oh, I, I guess I do something. recall you offering food to make up for. I know, I know. I'm it's like, on record now. <laughs> I know. So, um, but yeah, thank you for doing this. Mm-hmm. I think it's important. I can see like. I mean, just me. I mean, I'm 38 years old, mm-hmm. and I'm like, 
cool, you know, that name, you know, a person that looks, mm-hmm. you know, like my child, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, so just for me looking at you and Chelsea, you know, going to being out there and, yeah. and uh, um, you know, putting all that work that's needed, um, it won't be, uh, for nothing you know I, th- there's gonna be some impact there yeah uh, i believe it yeah yeah for so sure. thank you for doing that my pleasure uh, i think you're gonna do great thanks um, and uh you're gonna have to come back when you're a <laughs> I'm the city council, city council <laughs> member <laughs> surprisingly i'll have more time then <laughs> yes and then i'll be like you said this <laughs> and you're not coming through with it <laughs> no i want people to hold me accountable yeah yes one last thing. Do you think, do they televise the city council meetings? Yes. They are? They're, you have to be able to navigate the city website to get to the recording. Okay. And it's only in English. And it's live? Yes. You they, put it on YouTube or like Facebook Live or something. Yeah. Well, what I want to do, I would love to have a YouTube channel where I summarize. Like I give like eight minute because sometimes okay i've been at them where they last like literally five hours really 4 30 to 9 p.m and like it wasn't even or yet but i was like i haven't had food yet so I'll peace you know <laughs> um yeah they depending on the topic and how angry people are they it can last a long time really so eight minutes tell you what we voted on what we will be voting on yeah how to reach me let me know how you want me to vote in english and in spanish awesome. at least that's really good yeah People need to need that because yes. they're so busy. They're like, let me catch up with what's going on. Yeah. So, well, thank you again for doing it. Thank and, you. And uh, we wish you the best. Gracias. And uh, we'll have to do it again. Yeah, All for right. sure. All right. So that was Marlu Abarca. Abarca. May 5th. Not May 5th. May 5th. November 5th is voting. So oh, go vote. That's Cinco de Mayo, dude. I know. <laughs> 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 Somebody's thirsty. November fifth, uh, go vote for uh, Marlo and Chelsea. Um, I wish I could talk to Chelsea, see what she's uh, all about. I don't know any other any of the other ones, anyways. Yeah, I've never heard of them. Yeah, uh, was it some other dudes? Some other dudes. But, um, yeah, I mean, like for example. I, in the neighborhood that I live in, there is a neighborhood association and there's a board too, and they vote on stuff. So they want to vote on the the neighborhood becoming a historical district, which that means that like if our pipes, if they say they have to be copper, so all of our shit has to be removed and made into copper. Or the brick outside. or Oh, so they're going to pay for it, right? No. Like the homeowners pay for it. Then, okay. So, so, so wait. So, so that's one, which is, you know what? Fine, right? So then it raises the value of the houses, of my house. But wait. Particularly. Again, they're not paying for it, right? No. Then I'm, why are they trying to tell you what to Wait, listen, listen. Get this. So... Um, so they're trying to make it into a district. So what's going to happen is fine. I'll have $10,000 of renovations or rehabilitation mm-hmm. that I have to do to my house. So it'll raise the valley. Fuck mm-hmm. it. We have to, we have to ask them permission if we can build a fucking, wait, uh, did you move to Cuba? Because 
It doesn't sound like exactly, American, exactly. Right? That's American. Yeah. No, well, they, 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 what if I want to have like a, like a like plastic straws? Right, stuff? right, right, right. So, so it's not a it's not a historical district yet, but like it was on the table there for the first year that we mm-hmm. were there. It hasn't they haven't put it on the voting um, calendar yet? But so if if it would be a historical district, then there's some there's some uh, um, uh, landlords that. You know, right now, some of the apartments that are near us, they're... Uh, they're, they're trying to do the same shit that over at the... Uh, where they have that theater place on Wood, uh, Woodland. Are they trying to do the same thing? Woodland? With that neighborhood? Uh, Sherman Hill, you mean? Yeah. Yes, exactly They're that. trying to go like that. Yes. So, what does that mean? Then, the landlord, they are going to spend 10000 50000 renovating their apartments. Mm-hmm. They're going to just pass on that cost to... The, everybody else to everybody else and then people that live there right. can't afford it so right. then they get pushed out yeah yeah so you know and then you find out that some of these members of the association are in the business of rehabbing houses so it's in their interest for mm-hmm. the for the because then they'll get to flip houses and then fucking sell them so so I there's take, a lot I of, take there's issue a lot of of not calling it what it is which so like is, the corruption, right? It's hypocrisy. No, it's corruption. It's illegal. It should be illegal. Yeah, but I mean, but it's like in front of everybody. Sounds, sounds like like another country. Yeah, it's it's in everybody's face, and that's why, you know, you know, going to or going and being members and being paying attention mm-hmm. to what's going on like in the city, is important because it affects you. It affects your neighbors. It affects your children. It affects like. So these people can make decisions that are, you know, and, and I bet they think they're very smart. Yeah, I bet they tell their friends like, "Oh, well, but see, look what I'm doing is." Yeah, I'm part of this thing where we get to decide. Yeah, and this, this, it, it's. I think it's important. Yeah, and it I'm is. I'm glad that she's uh, at least getting her, you know, throwing her name in the hat, and and you know, it's a lot. That's exhausting, man. I mean, these. You know, her and, and uh, Chelsea, I see them uh, posting stories. They're everywhere just talking to people, like, literally, like, every day. It took me a while to get Marlu to come and talk because she's super busy. She works full-time. She works until 8 p.m. sometimes. So I appreciate their entire effort. I hope they do well. Um, and, yeah, we'll see how it all turns out on my favorite. What? November fifth. Oh, no. I don't know why I keep on. Saying why did you 5th. say it like that? May, uh, November fifth. November fifth. Yeah. Cool. All right. Thank you, everybody, and we'll talk to you soon. Peace.